The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the January 17th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Doing a little season-long today. We're a day late. Uh, Martin Luther King Day kind of threw us off. We had to put a little bit more effort in the afternoon games, obviously. Uh, so we'll we'll cover it today. With me to do so is Ryan Canas. What's up, man? How's it going, man? Been a fun start to the week with those that MLK uh, slate that you talked about. Yeah, there were some good games, too, man. Uh, the process and Antetokounmpo, Giannis was in some foul trouble. We saw Jokic go off. We got some questions on him. Man, I mean, there was uh, the Warriors kick butt last night, um, and then also the the Jazz Suns game was kind of sneaky good. Uh, big win for the Jazz uh, without Rodney Hood on the road, but um, yeah, I think I think the big takeaway was the Warriors are actually really good. Uh, yeah, I mean they they won by thirty five on Monday and um, more than made up for the Christmas Day meltdown for sure. Uh, more Steph Curry touches, a lot of other good stuff that they ran through their offense. Not as much KD ISO, um, yeah, but they're they're rolling, man. Do you, do you think they can get to seventy wins? Uh, that's pretty lofty, but I mean six losses so far, but they're they're rolling right now. Um, yeah, I, I'd say that's possible. They basically just have to maintain this pace for the second half of the year. So I, I think that's feasible. Yeah, I think that's kind of the if we did over. I think their preseason over under was uh, sixty eight and a half. Yeah, so, that's why you gotta take the over there. At this yeah, point. yeah, it looks like it, man. All right, so let's get down to business here with some seventy sixers talk. Uh, they another team that was an eight and a half point dog with the Bucks on a back to back. That was like. You bet NBA lines. That was one of my favorite ones to bet, and they crushed man. Embiid, I think he only had, um, I want to say eight or nine points in the first half, but then he went off. He had twelve points in the fourth, uh, one forty-five offensive rating in his eight minutes. Man, he's so good. But news today, uh, Brett Brown basically said that they're not going to cut that minutes limit. In other words, he's going to have a minutes limit all season. So, what are your thoughts on that? Um, does that really surprise you, or does that really change anything about how you feel with Embiid? Um, no. No, first of all, not surprising at all, given how Philly likes to treat their injury guys. Um, and I'll, I think we'll talk about this later, but that's just one more reason I'm not excited about Ben Simmons. Um, but, no, I think it's fine for Embiid. I mean, you look at what he's been doing lately, even with that limit in place. Um, past month, he's averaging 23 points, almost a three per game. Uh, eight plus boards, two assists, uh, one point two steals, and two and a half blocks. Great percentages. He's just an absolute beast. Uh, so the, the the minute limit doesn't worry me. If anything, it, you know, should help keep him healthy, help limit the DMPs. So I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, going to the line, what thirty two times in fifty six minutes in the last two games. He's third in the NBA in blocks and twenty five minutes per game. So, who cares? I mean, the amount of damage he does in his limited playing time doesn't really bother me. Um, he, yeah. He basically, he does the amount of work of like a 36-minute player. Uh, he just does it in 28 minutes. The thing that we want that what I want to see drop is the back-to-back limit, um, which they, they left that kind of open. But 
Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you mentioned Simmons. They're kind of in the hunt, man. I mean, they're they're six and a half out. They've won six of their last seven games with Embiid in the lineup. They lost one, so they've gone uh, six and two in their last eight overall. But th- this team, I mean, they, they can be a threat. I mean, the, I'm not worried about the Pistons. The Knicks are falling off a cliff. The Magic aren't good. The Hornets, they've been kind of hit and miss. They've lost five straight, by the way. Uh, and then the Bucks, the Bulls, and those teams aren't really on. You know, they are on shaky ground. So I don't think it's too crazy to think they make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't expect them to make it. Uh, six and a half games out right now. You got the, the Bulls, Bucks, uh, Hornets standing in the way. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. They're making some noise, and suddenly you gotta you gotta take them seriously. They beat the Bucks recently. They beat the Hornets, um, yep. and then took care of business against the Knicks and Nets. So, yeah, you're looking at a team that's that's really making some noise. It's, it's fascinating to watch because we all thought they'd be vying with the Nets for the worst record. Yeah, man, the Nets are bad. Um, so a couple guys that uh, made some splashes that I thought was uh, or were. Dario Saric has been, he's been up and down, but he had a really good game on Monday. He's kind of found his three-point stroke. He's hit 2.43s per game over his last five, 12.4 points per game in that stretch. So um, he's playing about four or five minutes at the three to go with the minutes at the four behind Ersan Ilyasova. So what are we doing with Dario? Um, I mean, I think he's kind of worth the pickup, but he's really coming to his own as a scorer. Um, so do you feel he needs to up his percentage from the field? He's only 39%. But where do you see his ceiling? And like with the Ben Simmons factor, does that affect him or anything that you could see affecting him going forward? I'd say so, yeah. I mean, Simmons has to get his minutes somewhere. It's going to be at power forward, um, so it's probably going to hurt Ilya Silva more than anyone. But, uh, you know, the minutes at the three for Dario are helpful, but it's probably going to dent him at least a little bit. Mm. Um, And he's looked really good on ball. He's not going to be on ball as much with Simmons uh, playing, you know, pseudo point guard. So there's just too many many issues for me to to bother with Sarge in 12-team leagues. Um, You know, it's... Picked up a scoring lately, but he's still under 40% in January, and he has 18 turnovers to 9 assists. So he just has a lot of issues, and I'm not totally comfortable with his role, so I'm leaving him on the wire for now. Yeah, there's other guys that are kind of trending up. I, I, I like him. Um, I, we don't really... His ceiling's probably like 75. Um, the the earth sound factor kind of put a big dent in his, his upside. Uh, so another guy, like this is kind of sneaky, but I just want to talk about Timothy Lawawu Cabarro, who's looked really good um, as far as like, not nah, if you look at the stat sheet, you're like, oh, why are you even talking about TLC like that? But I mean, Nick Stauskas has been bad. So does he intrigue you at all? I mean, he could do a little bit of everything. He's a good pick and roll guy. He's more of a defense first guy. But do you see TLC get more minutes? Yeah, he's just a guy I'd keep an eye on down the stretch. And I think if the Sixers are legitimately in the playoff hunt, he's probably not going to see a big spike. But I can imagine down the stretch, Gerald Henderson just gets mothballed. Yeah. Um, Staskis falls by the wayside, and suddenly Capero's looking at 25-plus minutes on a nightly basis. Um, yeah, and he's shown flashes. You said it. He's looked really good despite the, the middling stats when you look at his box scores. Um, but I, I think he's just someone to kind of keep in the back of your mind. Yeah, kind of like uh, Bruce Bowen was back in the day who would play good minutes. He would look good on, on TV watching the game, but this doesn't do anything stat-wise. Uh, and then I do want to mention the what I call the Waterfalls backcourt with uh, Chase and Randall. Uh, Chase and Waterfalls, no? With TLC. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, he had a good game on Monday. Um, uh, 
obviously that was because TJ McConnell didn't play. I think he was three for three to start his career. So he with three threes. So he had a 150 effective field goal percentage to start his career. Um, but anything you want to throw in on that guy? Do you think he gets another mm-hmm. ten day? Um, he might get another ten day, sure. But um, I don't really see him making yeah. any noise. Yeah, me neither. Uh, it looks like uh, McConnell's going to be okay. Yeah. All right, so moving along, really the, one of the two big stories today is Ricky Rubio trade rumors. They are reportedly shopping him actively, which isn't surprising. They took Dunn at five. Dunn hasn't really been good. I would say Dunn has kind of underperformed. So, one, if you have Rubio, what are you doing? Uh, and then, two, wh- where does Chris Dunn stack up as far as stashes go? Uh, well, for one thing, it's I think we need to come up almost with a new term for trade rumors when they <laughs> emanate from, from Wojnarowski, because it's it's on much firmer ground than it would be if it were just uh, you know some other talking head. But yeah, so supposedly they're actively trying to deal him. Uh, a couple teams have been thrown around, and honestly, Rubio's game I think would translate well to most teams. I think uh, his natural playmaking ability, his knack for steals, that's not going to go away uh, in a different system. So. I'm actually all right with him. He he doesn't scare me as much as other potential uh, trade guys. Like for instance, Drogic, I would be a little bit more concerned if he were dealt. Um, so I'm not worried there. And as far as Dunn, uh, I like him. I think he's he's a good stash in deeper leagues. For now, I'd stay away from him in 12 team. Um, he shot. He was terrible offensively in five fill-in starts earlier this season. And the Wolves are also supposedly trying to get a bridge point guard who could start in the meantime until Dunn is ready to start. So that's another sort of red flag. So we have some breaking news, Ryan. Uh, big, bad, bad news for your 30 deep team. Chris Paul. Chris Paul, thumb surgery, out six to eight weeks. Oh, that's a heartbreaker. Yeah. That's tough. Ryan has overtaken me for first place in our division in 30 deep. And, oh, man, he he's a Chris Paul owner. Probably wow. so. That's brutal. I, I do have Raymond Felton. I handcuffed yeah, him. So. That's nice. So what, what are we doing here? Um, who's who's your pickup? Austin, who, like if you had to run to the wire, would you pick up Rivers first or Felton first? I'd probably grab Felton. Um, okay. Rivers has been really good lately, yeah. though, so I don't know. Maybe if, you, if you're a Paul owner, maybe grab both if you can and just you know see who pans out. But Yeah, I would definitely grab both. Um, yeah. That's a tough spot. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've done really well. Um, I think Rivers was... I think Rivers will be affected more when Blake comes back, though. So, to your point, like, I'd rather have Rivers from now until when Blake comes back. But then when Blake comes back, I'd rather have Felton over Rivers. So, like you said, I probably would take Felton because Blake Blake will probably be back um, maybe this weekend or something like that. So... I'm doubling my, my pain here because I'm reading our blurb on Roto World, and the one right under it is Stephen Adams ruled out Wednesday with a concussion. <laughs> yeah. and he, he's also on my team. Yeah, and also Kyle Lowry's resting today. Yeah, so big, big ever since we started recording, man, all these guys are, are taking days off and missing time. Um, so uh, let's stick with the Chris Paul stuff. Anything else that you could see? Um, Jamal Crawford, uh, he gets yeah, a bit Crawford's of a usage bump. Would you put him third in the pecking order behind Felton and Rivers then? Yeah, I'd say Jay Crawford. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.